and welcome to episode 8 of... Oh my goodness, not another podcast. Awesome. Okay, as you hear, I have someone new on the podcast today. This is Necronomicon, or as Aprilian normally calls him, Necrobob, because apparently she can't get the Necronomicon out there. But, uh, hello. Uh, good morning. Good morning. And uh, this is your podcasting debut, your very, very first time on a podcast? It certainly is. This is my very first time on a podcast. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm super excited. Of course, my name is James. Most of you know that. We normally start now. What's going to be interesting with Necro is that he hasn't really listened to very much of the episodes of this podcast, so he's not sure how everything goes on it. And so, well, anyway, we usually start with a story about Pooh. And this started a long time ago. That was one of the very, very first podcasts that I put out. And it just kind of became a habit. We put out a podcast with no poo, and everybody's like, where's the poo? And so we had to put the poo back in. And so um, I do have a story about poo. So our story about poo comes from news.discovery.com where in Mexico City, there are several parks that have gotten together with a Wi-Fi company and an ad agency, and they are now exchanging dog poo for free Wi-Fi. Are you getting it? I'm looking for it here. Uh, <laughs> instant message. Ah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> it should just show up at the bottom of the chat window. Right. Anyway, and in this city, what's going on is apparently there are a lot of people who are walking their dogs, but they're unwilling to pick up their poo. And so they decided that they would get a person to stand beside these little poo things to make sure no one's cheating. And they have discovered a way to give people free Wi-Fi if they'll pick up their dog poo. Wow. That's an and deposit. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. They should definitely uh, institute that here in Macau because uh, people in Macau are not big fans of picking up dog poo. They're not. Now, I don't think people anywhere are big fans of picking up dog poo. But the fact is that if you have a dog, it's going to poo. Yeah. And if it was in your own yard, you would want it gone. But, you know, they think that because it's in other people's yards or in the city parks, as is in this case, that they can just leave it there. And while it is good fertilizer, it's also stinky fertilizer. So, therefore, you know, dog poo is not the best way to go for that sort of thing. So... Yep. Nice. I see the little the little header there is a poo will power the future. Um, I think that's been historically accurate regardless of, of when that would be said. <laughs> poo will power the future. Oh, and it says that some people have been picking up trash instead. And that that's okay because it just means that they have a cleaner park. So they don't mind giving the free Wi-Fi for the trash instead of the park or instead of the poo. But I'm hoping they just don't bring their trash from home and throw it in. Ah, yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> free Wi-Fi too. So free Wi-Fi too. Is is it uh, does it work like how does how does it know that you've done this? Do you have like a little swipe card or something? Or I think what it is is that that's a Wi-Fi hotspot, and oh, if you put something, it gives yourself some time, and you can stand there and get the free Wi-Fi out of it, or bring your right. laptop or whatever. Right. And that, at least that's what it looks like, which is, I mean, that's a pretty ingenious idea. You want no poo in your parks. And, you know, most people now do have Wi-Fi devices of some sort that they carry with them at all times. And so that's pretty ingenious, actually. You could uh, make a little harness for your dog and just kind of strap him to the front of it, feed him some lights, <laughs> and you have, like, Wi-Fi all day. Oh, that would be awesome. Yep, yeah, pretty much. You're, I can't imagine people going around and picking up other people's poo. Oh, not people's poo. That is not what I meant. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> the poo from other people's dogs to put it in there and stuff. And, I mean, the fact that they're not minding that people are putting trash in there, that's really cool, too, because it's going to keep their parks cleaner and they get something out of it that's not... I mean, it is costing the company something, but no, that, that's pretty neat. They ought to put that in the U.S., like, everywhere. I can see it catching on. Uh, absolutely. Give something... Well, giving people something for poo. There's a story... <laughs> There's a story a couple of weeks ago about them turning wastewater into artificial snow for somewhere. And I was like, oh, no. Wastewater? Oh, no. Yeah. Artificial snow, like for skiing and stuff like that? Yes. Wow. You ought to listen to my podcast. Wow. So you'd be <laughs> flying down the, down the run and saying, man, this, this slope is absolute crap. And you'd exactly. Be- and you would be totally accurate. <laughs> You seem a little nervous. You okay? I'm good, yeah. Or quiet. You oh, usually well, talk. I'm just listening for the um uh for for when to, to to jump in. I'm not sure when you're finished speaking yet. So you jump in anytime. Alrighty. It's literally just a conversation between the two of us. You jump in. I guess you so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You have to forgive me for that. I'm I'm uh, uh, Eastern Canadian, so uh, generally speaking, we're 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 fairly polite and wait for people to. To, to finish speaking before you jump in, and we don't talk over top of one another, generally speaking, especially in, in polite company, so. <laughs> well, I think part of it, too, is we do have a bit of lag going between, and so I'm waiting, and I'm like, I wonder if he's going to say anything. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so that's why I need somebody else, because if I just do it myself, it's kind of boring. <laughs> right, right, right. I have done one episode completely by myself, but um, it was the very first one, and that's when Jeppy was just like, you know, I would have done it with you. And I was like, I asked you to, and you said no. And then, yeah, it was funny. Right. But anyway, so, but yeah, and, you know, be as free as you'd like. I don't have a clean tag like the um, car does. Mm-hmm. I I put an explicit tag if I have to. We only had to do it twice. Once when I had Ogre, mm-hmm. which is Juno's husband. And once, when, of course, when I had Graven. Right. I think I took out the part where I called him... Um, uh, 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 pedophile. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it, that's it was actually kind of justified. <laughs> <laughs> that one is, you might want to listen to that episode. It is really funny. It's just not the greatest example of what the episodes usually are. <laughs> right. Well, I'll pop them on my iPod and I'll listen to them tomorrow at work. I, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts at work. Oh, I think, I hope you'll like it. Um, I hope you'll like it and become a listener. It's it's kind of fun. And join me on occasion. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about the poop? Um, just that uh, in Macau, uh, they have uh, little uh, dog poop spots uh, around, the, around the small city, little poop stations. And very so there's often, like certain places that they're allowed to poo? Yeah, there's like a little grate in the sidewalk with some dirt there uh, below the grate. So when the dog pees or poops, uh, it's kind of um, absorbed by, by the earth, and it's not left on the sidewalk, so to speak. And anybody walking by who decides to, to, to tread on that spot will actually push it into the grate, and it'll get lost down below. So uh, Also, there's little uh, certain areas where they have a little hose, a little outdoor hose, so you can hose your dog off a little bit after he does his business. Actually, hose your. Why would you hose your dog on after they do uh, their business? You know, some dogs are kind of fluffy, and you know, they get uh, 
little dingleberries hanging off their butts. So, you know, if you oh want God, to you spray out the dingleberries. Well, the dogs in the pram as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People tend to put their dogs in prams here, so that that's also cool. What is a pram? Uh, a pram, P-R-A-M, a, a little a baby, a baby buggy. buggy. The little oh my a baby or baby walker. Yeah. Yeah, so you have very pampered dogs. Oh yeah, the the oh. the, the Chinese uh, Macau residents here they love their little dogs. They all the dogs wear little costumes and little outfits and little booties and and they. Oh my goodness! It's pretty funny. It's it's very very humorous. Yeah. Shopping trolley. Yeah. yeah, they're very they really love their pets here. <laughs> I believe in episode seven we have a oh wait I can actually look at it real fast. We have um, oh yes we have. A story from crack.com about why rich pet owners are insane. Mm. And it's all about pampering the dog and everything else. And then the, we also had another one in that episode about a $60,000 custody battle for a puppy. For a puppy? For a puppy. Wow. $60,000 spent. And they're still going. He's The guy is asking for, um, for oh, donations to keep trying to get this dog. Wow, he must like that dog or really hate the woman. One of the two. Yeah, I would be like, you know what, you want the dog, keep the dog, I'll get another dog. You know, but that's just me, I guess, I don't know. I, I agree, I'm personally not a pet person by any stretch of imagination, so, um, you know, this, take take him, I, I don't want it, it's good, I'm good. Well, see, I do like pets very, very much, but I can understand that when you're in a relationship, and you're both living with an animal, you're both going to fall in love with an animal. That's just the way it goes. Oh, yeah. And if you separate, one person is going to take the animal. It's not like a kid, mm-hmm. you know, where you guys both contributed to making it. No, but both of you love it. And so no matter how much you hate the other person, hopefully you can understand that they would like that dog. But then again, you know, some people just want to take it to be cruel, too. I don't know. Yeah, my dad yeah. loves his dog. He's he's got a little tiny dog named Angel, and he goes everywhere with that dog. That's his little <laughs> little buddy companion, and he's uh, he's always talking about her and how she can read his mind and how she knows exactly what uh, what he's got on what he wants to do. If he picks up his coat, she knows she's going for a walk. If he looks at her a certain way, she knows she's going for a walk. And yeah, he just uh, that's his dog is his bosom buddy. Oh, that's just because he's actually designed those cues for the dog. He's, you know, the dog, it, it's kind of like training the dog, mm. you know, to know when you, did you ever hear of the Pav, Pavlov's dog? Yeah. Where he would feed it and he'd ring a bell and every time he'd feed it, he'd ring that's a bell and then it would yeah. be slobbering or whatever. And so eventually every time he rang the bell, it would slobber because it knew that food was coming. And so same sort of situation. But yeah, that's cool. We're we're gonna get some puppies here next month, so we will see how that goes. My children have been begging and begging and begging for animals for the what longest the time. Like, uh, pound puppies, or you gonna <laughs> you gonna raise? No, them? but I watched pound puppies this morning with my kids. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're a friend of ours. Dog had puppies, and she's oh. a little dog, and the dad is a bit bigger, but we need a pretty little dog because our fence outside is real short, and we finally moved into a place that has a fence, and so that's why we can finally get some dogs, and so I was going to get one, but then they had eight of them, and mm. I was like, all right, I'll get two, one for each kid, you know, so that way my son chose a girl, and my daughter chose a boy, and my son is naming his dog after his sister's middle name, and my daughter is naming her dog after my son's middle name, and so it's going to be an interesting household. It's really confusing. 
<laughs> well, it, it won't be too bad, because at least it's not the first name, it's the middle name, and they'll only call the middle name if they're in trouble. So, you know... So going to be named Fluffy and Sprinkles, or... <laughs> no, my daughter's middle name is Rose, so my ah. son's dog is going to be named Rose. And my son's middle name is Eli, so my daughter's dog will be named Eli. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's not too bad, actually. Yeah. They, the dog thinks he's in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? <laughs> if, uh, if the kids are in trouble and I'm like, Samuel, Eli, and the dog will come running, and so will Sammy, and Sammy's going to be crying, and the dog's going to be like, food? Food? Do I get food? Slabber, slabber, slabber. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the voice that you hear in the background is um, is Necro's wife, and so we might hear her on occasion. She's uh, lovely. Uh, she'll, she'll, she'll be giggling over there next to me. Cause. Yes, and she's just lovely, so I'm excited to have her here, too. All right, well, anyway, we should probably wrap up our conversation about poo and dogs and stuff, but... It's one of our less interesting poo stories, but it is still a good poo story. All right, so... I actually have another poo story. I'll consider doing it. Go for it. You think I should go ahead and do it? You can't have poop. Th that's true. We can't have too much poo. Okay, so I do have another story about poo. And it, this one is from USA Today. You have your link in your little window down there. It's from Is it from USA Today? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's from TucsonCitizen.com, oh, which is USA Today News. So it, it is connected. And right now, they're using DNA test fingers to see who left behind dog poop. No, they're not. <laughs> who has enough money and time to test for DNA fingerprints on poop? Just, just to see who left the poop. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So can you not leave, like, your, your dog's a DNA fingerprint of your dog with the city, and then they know it was your dog that pooed? They wouldn't have your dog that pooed, and you did not pick it up. That's right. Wow. That's <laughs> this is proper managers across the nation are turning to a CSI strategy to battle dog poo. They're using DNA technology to match which canine is responsible for leaving the pile so their owners can face fines. <laughs> They should seriously do that. That's amazing. <laughs> Someone has way too much leisure time. I'm sorry. That's that's. Is there that much poop? Is it that big a problem? Are there? Is it? Is it a city full of Clifford the big red dogs, or, or what's? Or does it take that long to clean it up? It's it says at the bottom that getting the DNA sample is twenty nine ninety five per dog, and each sample test is forty nine ninety five. You know that is a lot of money. Wow! When all it would take is five minutes to just clean it up. Yeah, just you know, put in some grates in the gutters and just put a hose by the street and just have some guy. <laughs> That's your job, man. Go along and hose off the poop. Uh, and, that, that and the dogs will actually go on the grates. That's actually really interesting to me because my dogs have always been really iffy when it goes over anything that has holes in it. Yeah, it's uh, well, the grate is not like a really super deep one. And here, oh. actually, as the dog is about to go and do his business, they'll shoot the newspaper right under the dog's butt so the dog actually goes on the paper rather than on the street. Then he just roll it up like a little taco and toss it in the old garbage can. Huh. Yeah, because back, back in the States, I've often seen people, they put the plastic um, shopping bag on their hand. They reach down, pick up the poop, flip the bag inside out, toss the bag away. But here... That's they, what I do. They just pop the newspaper right under the dog's butt. You don't want to touch the poop. Oh, of course. No, when uh, when I have to do the baggy thing, it doesn't feel good. 
Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. But, I mean, my hand does not touch the, the poo at all because my hand is inside the bag. And exactly. then when you flip the bag inside out, it's kind of like when I was in um, a class in high school and they were teaching me how to properly put on gloves and take them off. If I was in a healthcare situation, they told me to flip the, you know, flip the gloves inside out in a way that my skin never touches whatever is on those gloves because in a healthcare situation, you never know. Yeah. What you're going to be touching. I essentially use that same skill with dog poop. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same <laughs> thing in, in my workshop. I, when I'm using toxic chemicals for making molds or, or positive or something like that, I have to uh, very carefully take the glove off and flip it inside out in exactly the same manner. So it's yeah. similar, very similar. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think that they should do the same thing that Mexico City is doing and just go ahead and do those free Wi-Fi spots for the weight of the dog poo. Yeah, why bother trying to pursue, spend your money pursuing the the poop perp when you can just give it incentive to make the, hey, you know what, if I put you know the poop in, in the jar, I get a nickel. How cool is that? Well, and you know, incentives have always worked so much better than punishments. Hmm. Although in some cases that wouldn't work. Incentive to not murder someone. I, I don't think that would work at all. I mean, you've got to punish someone in that way. If you don't murder, but, I mean, you get free Wi-Fi. <laughs> hey! <laughs> There'd be a lot of people with free Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. But <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You um, somebody, no free Wi-Fi for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the same thing can be used there. But even in a classroom, you know, um, I know it's cheesy, but what I do in my class and what I've started this summer during summer school session, and I may actually continue it during my school year, is, you know, if they do what they're supposed to do and they behave at the end of the week, they get a cheesy little prize. And I mean, it's cheesy. You know, it's a little monster on their finger, or a little bitty thing of bubbles, or a piece of candy, or, you know, something little. But I actually had a couple of boys this week who just made sure they didn't get in any trouble at all, because at the end of the week, they wanted two things, and that's my thing. If you don't get in trouble at all, you'll get two things. If you get if you get two warnings, you'll still get one thing. If you get the third warning, nothing, you know? And at the end of the week, it's because I had these little pirates, hmm. and... How can you have just one little pirate to play with? It just doesn't work. And so they wanted to be good all week long so they could get two pirates. Oh, pirates are awesome. So that way they could play with their pirates. Because okay. they're little, they you know, they're like little G.I. Joe's for about four years. <laughs> so, but incidents just seem to work better. Now, what did you do for four years? Uh, I was a pirate. When I, I lived in Vegas uh, for 11 years. And uh, right. for four of those years, I was employed at uh, Jimmy Buffett's uh, famous Margaritaville. And I was a giant pirate for four years. I think you're one of the coolest people I know. I just That's have to say really that. Cool job, really cool job. <laughs> because I mean, you you've done the whole pirate thing, the magician, the Vegas, the Macau, the uh, Cirque du Soleil. I mean, you're probably yeah one of the coolest people I know oh, as far as life experience goes. I just I just had weird jobs. <laughs> They're really cool though. They're really cool. You know, you keep giving our um, listeners little hints at what you've done. Do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself a little bit? Uh, sure, that's no problem. <laughs> uh, I, I worked, uh, as, as I said before, in Vegas uh, for about 11 years. And while I was there, I was a magician and uh, a stilt walker and a prop builder as well. And uh, all those jobs were a lot of fun. A lot of nice crossover bits for the different jobs. I built a lot of props for magicians while I was there and uh, built a few sets for hotels while I was there. Uh, most, uh, I guess the, the one people might recognize is the Second City Comedy Club. I, I built uh, the set for that at the Flamingo. And See, now I'm going to have to go by there the next time we go to Vegas just so I can see it. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the set is still there. That was a long time ago. I've, I've been in Macau for five years now, and uh, here right. I uh, came here as a magician and ended up working for Cirque du Soleil as a prop builder. And um, now uh, the Cirque show is actually closed, and I'm working back for the uh, Venetian. I'm now the uh, props designer for the, the three hotels they have here in town. Ah, very cool. And you got married while you were there? I did, yes. I, I got married uh, last Halloween. It was very exciting. Yes. I remember seeing the pictures. That was really cool. Undead vampire oh. wedding. How fun is that? <laughs> hey, weddings are supposed to be fun. That's the point. The only really totally fun part about my wedding was that my husband had a ball and chain cake, and I took the chain during our picture for um, for the groom's cake, and I wrapped it around his neck, and I leaned on him. And um, there are actually people that got after us about that, and were just like, this is supposed to be a serious occasion. And we're like, really? We thought this was supposed to be one of the best days of our lives. Yeah, this is supposed to be the fun yeah. day. So Exactly. <laughs> so we were just oh, like, wow. Chris, put on your white dress and uh, throw throw your little bouquet, and that's all you're supposed to do. No, that's it. Yeah, my mother-in-law was amazing at that wedding. Though. She, uh, she made the food for everyone. At that wedding, and there were a lot of people. It's uh, my husband's family lives mostly in Mexico, and once they realized that he was getting married, I guess they were very happy, and so we had all of his family come up, and his family is huge. Wow! And so <laughs> I keep meeting people, and they're like, "Hi, how are you?" And I just look at them, and they're like, "Do you remember me?" And I was like, "How long ago was it that I saw you?" And they'll tell me, and I'll go, "I'm so sorry. There's just so many." I don't remember. But they're so sweet. I they're, they're, a blow to the head just recently, and I can't remember any of my family extended or other. <laughs> right? I even forgot my children's names for an hour, <laughs> I swear. But the dog has <laughs> No. They're all very understanding. They realize that there's a lot of them, but I have been married to him. It'll be 12 years next Sunday. So. Wow. Um, 12 years. Yeah. That's on that. 12. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm very excited. And he's, I think he's going to get to come home. We're going to have a little barbecue and stuff. It'll be really cute. So I don't know if I'm going to record next week. I may record on Saturday instead of Sunday. But, um, oh, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there today. Mm, yeah, i got to give my dad a call tonight. Yeah, I may have to move that Father's Day comment to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. I love editing. Anyway, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including my husband. Um, he's been he's been uh, trucking now for a while, and so he's not home very often. But that just means that when he is home, it's even more of a special treat. So it's really nice that um, when he does get to come home, and I think he will. See, because he's coming home next Sunday, but it's also my children's birthday. Ooh. So so he keeps saying, I'm trying to get home for the kid's birthday, and I keep adding, and our anniversary. And, um, I was like, yeah, that too. <laughs> so many things to remember when you're a dad. I know. But anyway. Okay, so, yeah. Testing dogs to see who left behind the dog poo. That's insane. It's expensive. Can you imagine? I, I Four would... dogs poo on your lawn, and that's, you know, $400 to test them. And how do you, is that the kind of job you'd brag about? Yeah, I'm a CSI. I investigate uh, dog poop to see who whose dog left that there. How cool am I? Oh, I would think that would be incredibly embarrassing. Yeah, yeah that's that's not, a, not, not how you pick up chicks in a bar, definitely. No, no, not at all. Okay, so our next news story. This one comes from www.sfgate.com, which is the San Francisco Chronicle. And... 
on this one, this one's actually, I was going to do it last weekend, but then I ended up not being able to record. So this one's from June 1st. But it's talking about how the police used discarded wrappers to track some snack thieves. It says, police say they followed a trail of discarded wrappers to track down four people who allegedly burglarized a Little League snack bar. They followed empty cookie chip and Cheetos packages for about two blocks to a home where more snacks were found in a car. So they just robbed a little snack bar, ate on the way home, and literally left a trail of breadcrumbs for the police to follow. Yeah, literally, or plastic packages, as the case would be in the yeah. thing, yes. Wow. And, and this was where? This was, it, it was in the San Francisco Chronicle. One of the things that we also talk about often in this podcast, we talk about really dumb criminals mm. a lot. And so I would just think, if first off, why in the world burglarize a Little League snack bar? Well, I mean, really. I guess it depends on what you were doing at the time. I have some friends back home who often get the munchies, but, you know, for, for nefarious reasons. But they, I don't yeah. think they turn to crime yet to get their munchies. They just usually drop by the Seven Eleven, you know, uh, mm-hmm. put down five bucks, and away you go. you got enough snacks to last you the night. Well, no, most people getting munchies for those nefarious reasons end up turning to crime to get the nefarious products, not to get the, the munchies <laughs> get, afterwards. Yeah, but that's great. Let's get high and knock over a little league snack stand, man. We are so badass. <laughs> right? I mean, little league. Seriously, that is insane. And then to be dumb enough to just leave the wrappers as you go, they must have been pretty close together, the wrappers and stuff, if they were literally able to follow them like breadcrumbs. Because, you know, if they're spread out, you would just think... It's different people, but no, they were able to literally follow them all the way to the home. They even took the cash register. They took the cash register? Yeah. Okay, well, at least they got something for their trouble, you know. I mean, besides... But, I mean, Little League is for kids. They're stealing from kids. Yeah, that's 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 not right. That's all flavors of wrong. Yeah, it's just not right at all. I mean, huh, you don't steal from a kid. It's crazy. And it says um, it was one man, two women, and a girl, and the girl was taken to juvenile hall. So it was like a family crime. I guess. I guess. Daughter. So what do you guys want to do tonight? I don't know. Let's go out and rob us some snacks. Well, I mean, to put the other side of it, they may have been hungry. I mean, they may have been starving, hungry, whatever, but Hmm. Little League? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, if it had been like a Seven Eleven or uh, or a liquor store, you know, that's at least got some street cred to it. But robbing a little league, maybe it was a starter crime. Maybe they were figuring, okay, we want to start small. We don't want to go for the, the big stuff just yet. Not a bank, not a you know one of those credit union places. Let's start off with a little league uh, snack bar and see how that goes. If we get away we'll with that, we'll move up to something bigger. Uh, ugh, I don't know. I mean, like I said, on the other side of it, they they could be starving. They could have had no other way to get food, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's other ways. Even in, I live in a little bitty, teeny-weeny town, and even here, we have a place where people that are hungry can can go and get food. You know, we have a little, um, I guess it's just a homeless shelter here, and we barely have 3,000 citizens. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. And I just, I have a problem with people doing things to kids. I really hate when people mess with kids. I guess it's not any better to mess with an adult, but still. 
Yeah, but kids are kids, you know. Pick out someone your own size. Yes, exactly. Okay, this next one is not really a news article. It's just a random thing I found online. It's not news, I guess, but it's from www.mandatory.com. I'm going to put it down here for you. Okay, and this one is the 51 of the funniest tweets you will ever read. This, of course, is for our Twitter followers. Um, and so I, I had some several weeks ago that I had found that I really liked, and I have to find them again. <laughs> but I gave you the link at the bottom. The first one is kind of funny. Chivalry isn't dead, you stupid bitch. <laughs> that, that says pretty funny. That yeah, because I mean yeah. Anyway, because chivalry, you wouldn't call a woman anyway. The banana bread. There's some that yeah. That, that's the is that banana <laughs> bread in your pocket, or do you have a loaf-shaped penis that's also causing these seagulls to swoop down at your crotch? <laughs> like a, a pickup line. I'm not sure what that is exactly. I don't know what that is, but a loaf-shaped penis. Well, no, that can't be pickup line because it's coming from a man. Uh yes, uh, Ellie Terry does appear to be a man. Uh, right. Actually, looks a bit like I'm just saying, savage. That that doesn't seem like a pickup line, though, to another man, because it's kind of insulting. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what if in Airbud they put the dog in and they didn't win? That coach would feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They've been playing Airbud on um, on one of the channels here quite often, okay. so that's probably pretty recent. <laughs> Let's see. Board one, write tree blood on fifty or on five thousand ping pong balls. Two, dump them in a hollow tree. Three, wait for a lumberjack. <laughs> wow, that's uh, another person with a lot of leisure time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did a show once with five thousand ping pong balls in it, but we just dropped it from the ceiling. We didn't write anything on them. You didn't write anything on them. Well, you no. missed an opportunity there. You could have written insults on them, and you know, yeah, slam a lot them of on random people. The audience. By, by by the end of the run, we only had about two thousand left, and those were kind of square from being stepped on. <laughs> from being stepped on and bounced. And I remember at a, we went to go see the Amazing Jonathan when we went to Vegas with Juno, and um, they spent the beginning. They had the cameras on all the people, and they were. Um, centering on certain people and then putting insults and then centering on other people and putting insults on the screen. You could totally have put insults on all those ping pong balls and people would have picked them up and gone, oh, how rude. That's you know, terrible. You know. I do not have a low-shaped penis. <laughs> Here's another one. Write the name of someone you hate on your body every day in permanent markers. So no matter how you die, they'll become a suspect. <laughs> that's, uh, that's dedication right there. I know, right? I don't think I hate anybody that much, but uh, I, I guess I could work on that. I tend not to hate people. I, I try to take the good and everything. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm a kind of glasses half full kind of guy myself. Yes. I love how hipster girls be shaving the the side of their head looking like they just had a sexy-ass brain surgery. Get well soon, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, gas tank. We're all empty inside. <laughs> <laughs> and there's several more if you just click the next button. Let's see. If Diamond's our girl's best friend, does that mean my ex is going to sleep with them, too? <laughs> That's horrible. To scare off a mountain lion, try to make yourself appear larger with your clothing, or shout, love you, mountain lion? I love you, mountain lion. Way too soon. <laughs> oh, I get it. Right, yeah. She obviously had a I problem. don't think I did. 
she was the first person to say, I love you in her relationship. And the other person said, uh, thank you. And oh, no. Yeah, that probably usually ends the relationship right there, so. Uh, yeah. Or, or the, I know. <laughs> well, at least Han Solo, when he said that, he was cool. He was, he was about to be frozen in carbonite, and, you know, that, 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 at that moment, if you're going to be frozen in carbonite and they say, I love you, that's cool. Otherwise, not so much. You just sound like an ass. Probably. Yeah, or conceited. Anyway, here's a sext. You're a butterfly, I'm a caterpillar. Obviously, I can't talk today. You're a butterfly, I'm a caterpillar. Surprise twist, I am Chris Henson in a caterpillar suit, and you are under arrest. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know how that's a sext. I'm really confused. My mom texted me, we need to discuss some family matters. She either saw the episode where Urkel turned into Stefan, or she found my weed. Oops. Uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what Urkel turned into Stefan means either. Can can you clue me in on that? Cool. Oh, okay. Well, there's a show, and you were actually in the U.S. during this show, so you have no excuse. But anyway, um, Urkel, back when, uh, yeah, Urkel in, in the television series Family Matters, Urkel turns into Stefan. He, he creates this machine where he can walk in and turn himself cool. Ah, uh, okay. And he comes out as Stefan. And the girl in the show was totally in love with Stefan, but hated Urkel still. Oh, okay, gotcha. That, that's very clever. That's very, uh, very Doctor Strange love. I like it, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Some of them aren't funny. Like, there's one that says, if you think about it, 9-11 was all the Wright brothers' fault. I don't, I'm not a fan of any jokes about 9-11 because I don't think it was funny at all. But I saw an ad on Craigslist once that said, Free firewood, you collect it. So I wrote the guy and said, Bud, you just wrote an ad for the woods. <laughs> Antonio Banderas has had wet hair since 1996. <laughs> Probably true. That's about right. Yeah, yeah, that brill cream, you just put it in and it doesn't come out. I think that's that was the problem. Anybody who used Brill Cream in the 50s died with Brill Cream in their hair 50 years later. Probably. It was, yeah. Wait, is he that old? Uh, he might be. Um, I don't know. When, I don't know when he was born. I know he's getting a little long in the tooth. He's probably in his late 50s, early 60s, I would imagine. He's really? been around for a long time, yeah. When, when you start wow. animated cat films, your your career is heading towards its... its <laughs> That's, that, that's probably very true. Here's one that says, I had a vision of hell where none of the dogs would let me pet them, and every level in Mario was a water level. <laughs> I hated the water levels. Oh, my gosh, they were horrible. I, I never played Mario. When I was a kid, I, I even as a teenager, I wasn't a video game guy. <gasps> How bizarre is that? I know, right? Because you're now a WoW dude. I know. I, I, the only game I ever played besides WoW was um, uh, Ultima Online. I, I played that. That's crazy. I never played Ultima Online. Yeah, it's, it's kind but of... But I definitely played WoW. Animals. So, yeah, that and in 1991, I had a... Was, uh, what's, what was the, the IBM computer in 1991 that came out? The IBM PS one or something wait what what year uh 1991 oh i don't know i was in germany at that time so i was already behind the times right i bought a a home computer in 1991 and my friend uh gave me a copy of uh, ultima underworld 
And uh, I, I played that game uh, for about a week. I never completed it because I didn't know how video games work, but I still had a lot of fun uh, playing the game. It was pretty cool. And I would stay up until 5 o'clock in the morning until my eyeballs got all dry and crackly, and I, would say, I should probably go to bed now. I've been playing this game for 17 hours. And <laughs> then I lost interest and didn't play any video games after that until probably maybe in the early 2000s when I was playing uh, Ultima Online. I was 11 in 1991, so I was was playing a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, when I was 11, they didn't have video games. They they were still working on color television, I think, or... Or the oh, aging yourself there. Yeah. I, I was 11 in 70... No, I was 11 the year Star Wars came out. Um, okay. Yeah, 1979. Yeah. I was only, you know, a year before I was born. Yes, you did. No, 77. Yeah, sorry, 77. Yeah, you're right. Okay, uh, that was a couple years before I was born. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing that impressed me most about Star Wars when it first came out was uh, my friend's dad took us all to see it at the theater, and it was it was a big deal. And when we all came out, um, my dad's, uh, my, my friend's dad was a cigar smoker, and he rarely took his, his cheapy, smelly, white owl cigar out of his mouth. And at that time, he could still smoke in the theaters. Uh, so after the film, we were all discussing it, us little, you know, 10 and 11-year-old kids. And mm-hmm. uh, I looked up, and I, I said uh, to, to my friend's dad, what did you think of the movie? And he looked down at all of us kids, he took a cigar out of his mouth, and he said, that was all right, wasn't it? And that coming from my friend's dad was like the seal of approval. That meant that Star Wars must have been amazing. If if my friend's dad liked it, it must have been the coolest film in the world. My son watched uh, not the original Star Wars. Well, no, I think he did watch the original Star Wars with him too. Uh, he would. My son would lay on the couch and have his feet up, and this is when he was about five or six. Have his feet up and waving in the air, and he'd have a dog right beside him, and my dad there, and my dad's a smoker too, and uh, but. He only smokes at the counter, so when he's sitting on the couch, he's not smoking. And they were sitting back there, and they were all watching Star Wars. And I was thinking, I can't get this kid to watch anything that's not a cartoon at home. And now he's going to sit and watch Star Wars? But he loved it. He just loved it. Yeah. So, the originals are, are good films. They're, oh, yeah. And no matter how, I think they will stand the test of time for, for years and years to come. Well, see, and the new ones are actually pretty good, too. And I am one of the few people... And I know I'm probably going to get picked on for this. I loved Jar Jar Binks. I thought he was adorable. And everyone else in the world thinks that Jar Jar Binks completely ruined the entire thing. But my question is, is Jar Jar Binks in the books? I'm sure I don't know. I've not read any of the books. I, uh, yeah. I, 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 I watched the films. And uh, back in Vegas and storage, I have a half-finished uh, Boba Fett costume. Um, oh really? I've been meaning to get back to, but I've, I've been in Macau for the last five years, and all my stuff from Vegas is in storage. So I, uh, I keep meaning to have my friend, dude, go through my storage unit and send me my Boba Fett suit so I can finish it. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> there, I'm like, oh man, I'd love to wear that someday. Yeah, that would be cool. All right. Anyway, okay. Our next story is from Boston.CBSLocal.com. Apparently, there was a man who caught fire. After applying sunscreen, which was rather strange. He said he was nearly killed after applying sunscreen standing in front of his barbecue grill. My question is, why in the world would you apply spray-on sunscreen, something that's in a can, you know, and compressed, and 
stand in front of barbecue girl. Now, had he applied it while no, he was standing in front of the barbecue grill? Claims he no, he was away. And two minutes later, he went to the grill. Right, yeah. Apparently, apparently he applied the it. Then he went to the barbecue two minutes later, and then the uh, uh, the residual fumes ignited. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, I don't know, anything to me that's compressed like that. And then, it, I just, I don't know, even when my kid is out in the sun... With that sunscreen, I tell them, you know, stay out of the sun for about 15, 20 minutes, let it dry, then go. Because it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, there was the old urban legend about people, uh, you know, having their bums blown up because of hairspray in the toilet and cigarette butts and stuff like that. Uh, and this is like the new version of that. I guess. Do you, you remember sure. that story about the, the wife who, who sprays the hairspray in the toilet because the nozzle's clogged up? And then the husband comes in directly behind her, and he's sitting on the toilet, and uh, he's smoking a cigarette, and he, he tosses the butt down between his legs when he's finished with the smoke, and the residual fumes from the hairspray is still in there, and kablooey, he has himself a little uh, flambe chestnuts, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever heard of that story, but my question would be, why in the world are you smoking on the toilet? Well, it was the 70s, everybody smoked on the toilet kind of thing, you know. Yeah, before cigarettes were bad for you. Yeah, back when cigarettes were still vitamins, and it was it would calm your nerves, and it was good for you. Right. It's just, I mean, I don't like taking anything into the bathroom. I make sure I wash my hands before I leave, you know. Ew. Yeah, back then, you didn't even have to wash your hands when you came out of the bathroom. It was great. <sighs> where, like, everybody was impervious to germs back then. Then they invented yeah. the sanitary wipe and the little the little hand rubby stuff, the alcohol hand rubs. And, and now, you know, we're, we're, we're getting a very, very soft when it comes to germs. We'll, we'll start yeah, now they say that we're, we're sicker now than we used to be because, but I'm sorry, when you poo, you need to wash your hands. Uh, I agree. Even then. Yeah. And when your dog poos, you, have you should to wash your wipe hands. Wipe it away. Huh? When your dog poos, you should wash your hands as well. Well, especially if you actually pick it up and put it in that free Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. Yeah, have <laughs> Wi-Fi and clean hands. Yes. I carry a little hand sanitizer with me, but I don't use it very often. Um, I more use it for when I have my children in the car and we're going on trips and they decide to eat something that gets their hands all sticky. Mm. You know, it's an easy way to yeah get their hands clean if I don't have any baby wipes with me. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I guess they need to... I don't, I don't know. I, they always say that the warning labels on products come from stupid people doing something. Mm -hmm. Like the warning label on the blow dryer that says, do not use in the bathtub. To me, that is common sense. Or I think it says bathtub or shower. To me, that's common sense. Don't use the blow dryer when you're getting wet. Use it when you're done getting wet. But apparently, you know, someone has tried it and dropped it in there and electrocuted themselves. But I wonder what kind of warning label is going to come from this one. Uh, that's an excellent question. I mean, when uh, they had the McDonald's coffee incident that's very famous now, the, the woman who's oh coffee on herself and sued McDonald's for millions and billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And, and said, hey, let's, uh, let, let's put a little label on it that says, hey, the coffee's hot. I mean, you hey. have to be daft not to realize the coffee's hot, but hey. Now, now that they've got the label on there, if you do spill it and, and burn your crotch, that's your fault, not theirs. Totally your fault. That's right. Well, I just, I, the coffee is hot. I mean, it's coffee. Mm -hmm. <sighs> anyway, we, uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about where they were trying to get the toys taken out of Happy Meals because it encouraged children to get Happy Meals. 
that's the whole point, though. That's why I wanted the Happy Meal, because I wanted the digital <laughs> Yeah, but why did the parents want to get you the Happy Meal? Because it was cheaper than the regular meal. And they didn't want to cook. Yeah. Yeah, we went to McDonald's. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the toy. No. Because the kid isn't the one that buys the Happy Meal. No. And, and uh, taking the, that's, that's like, you know, taking the prize out of the Cracker Jack box, for crying out loud, or taking, mm-hmm. the, the, taking the prize out of the gumball machine, you know? You just put a quarter in, out pops a plastic bubble with nothing in it. How cool is that? I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I know. It's just, it was silly. All right. Somebody stole a credit card, okay? Mm. And then, when they used the credit card to buy stolen things, of course, because it's not their credit card, they used their own personal Safeway Club card. Wow. In addition to the stolen credit card. Idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and did they take a picture of themselves and mail it to the police with the stolen credit card in their hand and a big cheesy grin as well? or You, you would think that, I mean... <sighs> You would think, now granted, I don't intend to go stealing anything, but you would think someone who steals something from someone else would not be stupid enough to use something that connects them back to themselves when they use it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, I I can see the logic behind it. I mean, I'm using the credit card, but I I, I want the Safeway points, so yeah, I'll swipe my Safeway card. Who's going to know it was me? All Uh, right, well, and she got a discount for it. That's why she used it. Wow. Discounts are <laughs> saved on the money she stole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant. She helped. And they, they even have run camp. Wow. So What did your wife say? Uh, she, she said that she, she helped the guy she stole from save money. So. Yes. Yes. Apparently so. Even though she's going to have to pay it back now. <laughs> I don't, yep, uh, so I used my Safeway card mm-hmm. so I didn't steal as much. <laughs> so what, uh, what, what became of her? It just says that the victim's items are still missing. Um, when the police give us the woman's name, we'll release it. Oh, um, it says, according to the Walnut Creek police log, the suspect's name was Tracy Wheeler. And this was in San Francisco also, off of blog.sfgate.com. So, San Francisco Chronicle. They have a lot of really good stories in there, from what I've seen. They have a picture of her, too. I gave you the link at the bottom of your window, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, there she is. She's got a, oh, that's her problem. She's wearing one of those little hats with no uh, no top on it. So I know, right? Probably, so you can stick your hair out and lay it over? Yeah. <laughs> probably Sunstroke that did it. Isn't Safeway a grocery store? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's like a grocery store slash drugstore kind of a place, supermarket, yeah. Wow. With Just wow. security cameras and stuff. You know, all the models and whistles. Uh-huh. And apparently they really do pay attention to their Safeway Club card people. Yeah, they, they track all your purchases. That That's very important <laughs> to them, actually, because they, they, Safeway and other organizations, of course, sell a lot of information to their clients. And, you know, that that's that's money for them, that they, they're selling information. They know where you live. They know your phone number. They know how much you make every year. And they know what you buy every year. So what's what's not to love? Wow. See, I, I try to be careful with how much information I put out there because, you know, I've looked at my name online and I've been kind of surprised at times. You, however, you're a performer. So do you perform with your real name or do you perform with another name? Uh, generally, I perform with my own name. Uh, it's just easier that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to say that way you, you can put your own name and not get, hopefully, that other name. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So. so that's cool. I was just curious. I haven't ever had a reason to have another name. Mm-hmm. So 
I've had several character names uh, on various places that I worked. Um, when I worked at Caesar's Magical Empire, uh, we were all uh, Roman, ancient Roman wizards. So we all had to oh, cool. uh, mock uh, Latin names. So uh, there, was, there was one guy named uh, Rambunctious, another guy named Lugubrious, and I was uh, named uh, Oblivious was my wizard name. So Oblivious. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Oblivious. That was my the opening line to my show. <laughs> that can have so many meanings. Yeah. <laughs> so this one made me mad. I will be perfectly honest and say that this particular article made me angry. Um, again, because it has to do with children. And I just, yeah. Okay, so there was... In Phoenix, and this is from azcentral.com, in Phoenix, there was a woman who left her baby in the car seat on the top of the car and then drove off. Oh, dear. And then, yeah, she's real young. And then when she found out that the baby wasn't there, she didn't panic. She called a friend and said, hey, can you retrace the steps that I made and see if you can find the baby? It's not on my car anymore. Wow. Yeah, that was... Wow. That's... (laughs) That's all flavors of awful. That is, that's it's horrible. It's not like you left and a cup of coffee on top of your car and drove away. I, I've done that at Starbucks, you know. Yeah. Didn't she then <laughs> a friend and um, ask him for some drugs because she couldn't handle the situation or something? She was so distraught um, that she couldn't find the baby after. Uh, I think it said that the last time I read it, it said that she called her friend. It said, "Okay, hold on." It says. Holmes said the mother, Catalina Klauser, had apparently been smoking marijuana late Friday night in a nearby park with her boyfriend. At about 11 p.m., they left the park to buy some beer. The boyfriend was arrested on aggravated DUI charges on the way. An upset Klauser then reportedly went to a friend's house where she admitted she smoked more marijuana. By midnight, Klauser left the house with the baby asleep in the car seat. She realized the baby was missing when she reached home, and that's when she called her friends and asked them to trace the route she had taken. Wow. So did they find the baby or no? Or They did. The baby is fine. Wow. Yeah, they that, found him on the street. The baby was fine. That's amazing. That's a lot. That's very lucky for, for her and the kid. Yes. But I'm sorry. That baby needs to be taken away from her. Yes. Okay. That's, She's, wow. That means that she had that baby with her the entire time she was sitting there smoking marijuana at those two houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so the baby is breathing in the marijuana fume. It's just and just... Oh, wrong. Yes, it's very wrong. Yeah, well... Well, looking uh, from that picture, it doesn't look as if she really cares that much. Well, it's difficult. No, she doesn't, does she? Pictures. But, uh, yeah, she she might look uh, happy and chipper uh, normally, but that's definitely a bad picture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably a picture of when she got booked, because I cannot see someone not getting booked for that. Uh, You'd have to. I mean, that's... That's like the opposite of leaving your baby in the car in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, I got to go into Walmart for a second. I'll just leave the baby in the car with the windows rolled up. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah, totally. Just, no. um, um, that would be child down. endangerment the least. Yeah. You know, child abuse, I would think, would actually be, uh, or child neglect. Yeah, neglect, um, uh, uh, endangerment. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm sure they have all kinds of abbreviations to describe that situation and all of the, the, the parenting laws that she's broken. Yeah, and I mean, I understand she's 19, I get that. 
I was a goody two shoes nineteen year old. I never touched drugs. I've never touched drugs my entire life except for, you know, stuff that's been prescribed to me by a doctor. But just oh when you become a parent you have to take on a responsibility. It's just what happens. And we've got so many babies having babies that they just don't understand the responsibilities that they have to take on and what things they they can you know, that child could have been killed. Easily. The child it's, it's a miracle the child wasn't killed, quite honestly. Yeah. It really is. Absolutely. All it just had to slip off the car in the other direction. You know, luck, luckily the, the she probably... Or flip got, over uh, when it slipped off the car. probably saved the kid, of course. Yeah. You know, because car yeah. seats are kind of like little cages you pop the kid like into now. Turtle. Yeah. Turtle. Yeah. Like, a turtle. <laughs> like I said, unless it had landed, you know, if the car seat had flipped over and landed with baby facing down. Mm-hmm. But obviously that did not happen, thank goodness. Wow. The car seat was bottom heavy. But, oh. I just, ugh. And, you know, I I can't have anymore. And it just bugs me that people that can have their kids do that to them. Mm-hmm. Just, like, give it to me. I'll take it. I'll take care of it. And I won't do that to it. That's amazing. That's, like, uh, not not quite as bad as Britney Spears with her kids, but that, that's still pretty bad. At least Britney Spears took her kid to a doctor. Mm. I mean, yes, her kid fell out of the the, you know, high chair or whatever. But at least she immediately took it to a doctor. She didn't go call her friends and go, oh, can you retrace my steps and see if you found my kid? Bring me some weed. <laughs> I know, right? Bring me some weed while you're at it. <laughs> I mean, how, did, how, does, how would her friends have received that phone call? Would they, would they have been shocked, I wonder? Would they be like, nah. dude, that's your baby. you got to go find your own baby. We can't go I don't it. think so because they were all high. And you don't think. I mean, your, your mind is messed up when you're high. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen people in situations where you know your your brain has chemicals in it that will kick in in dire situations, and you will sober up almost instantaneously. You know when you need to. Yeah, when you need to. You know, I've seen friends of mine who were who were really really drunk, and something happens, and all of a sudden, boom, they're dead sober, and they're they're staring straight ahead, and they're one hundred percent there. But yeah, um, still a bit wibbly. Yeah, but still, wow. Okay, well. Let's feel a little better after that. That, Like I said, that news article just made me mad. I read it and I was like, oh, it's horrible. Okay, so this one comes from bbc.co.uk. There was a, there, there's this girl, I guess, who loves cows, like loves cows. And so this man surprised her by getting a cow and putting a sign on it that says, will you marry me? And that's how he proposed to her in the middle of the field with the cow. So, yeah, it's kind of cute. That's very cute. Now, if he he puts the cow duty in the little receptacle, does he get free Wi-Fi? Oh, no, he's not in Mexico City. Oh, see, that that would be like a big chunk of free Wi-Fi. That's probably like a month of (laughs) Wi-Fi. I know, right? That would be some heavy poo. Yeah, because dog poo is like a little little thing, whereas a cow cow poo, that's like major, you know. you got to pick that up with a shovel. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Can you imagine just one... You know, like you said, one cow pie. Can you imagine two or three? Oh, my goodness. Because I think cows tend to poo a lot. They do, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of yeah. poop. Um, yeah, cows and horses. Horses seem to poo a lot, too. Especially when they are in parades. Right in front of me, they always have to poo. I guess I, they know that I have a podcast that talks about poo a lot. And so when they walk by, they just have to poo for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in, um, in recognition of what I do. Yeah. 
good stuff. Um, you have there's uh, magicians have uh, tricks to make their birds poop before they bring them on stage. Really? Yeah. I always wondered why no birds of the magicians had ever pooed on my head. Yeah, because uh, birds, um, before they take flight or as they take flight, one of their reflexes is to poop. That's what they do. They just, okay, I'm going to fly, poop, and fly. That's what they do. So you balance. <laughs> they have to release a little weight and give them a little uh, push before they go. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You put them on your finger, you balance them on your finger, and you, you put your thumb on top of his feet so he can't go anywhere. But then you give him a little shake up and down, and his, his wings will pop up because he thinks, oh, he's going to let me go. I know what he's going to do. He's going to let me go. And then, poop, he'll poop, just like that. And then you load him into the device, and you're good, you're good to go. When he comes out on stage, he doesn't feel like pooping because he just did like five minutes ago. And so there's no more poo left. Yeah. Well, exactly. just don't get a bird full of stinky poo. Yeah. I like, where they have a little bit left over, you know, because those black things that most magicians wear, the black suits or whatever, the yeah. white would show really well yeah, on that. Big time. Big time. Yeah, and whoever stage you're on, they might not appreciate the poo either. It's a fact of life in Vegas. Bird poop. It's everywhere. Bird poop. <laughs> I can't imagine that with the heat, there's actually all too many birds that enjoy that climate. Yeah, I don't know. The, uh, I don't know. I lived in Vegas for a long time. I didn't mind the heat, honestly. I uh, I didn't mind it at all. But then again, I'm not a bird, so maybe the birds don't like it. That's true. Well, I, I hate the heat when I go. I admit that. I'm so glad when I walk by those booths outside that have the little water yeah, know, sprinkling down. I just stand there. Wow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty hot here in Macau, actually, but it's it's like a really super humid heat. Yeah. It's, oh, those are horrible when it's humid. Yeah, you kind of walk outside and everybody starts sweating instantaneously. You feel like you need a shower after you had just taken one. No, I'm one of the lucky ones that really sweat that much here for some reason. Oh, lucky you. I have a long coat that I wear everywhere, and I used to wear it in Vegas, and I wear it here, and people just kind of look at me and go, why are you wearing that long coat? It's July. Are you insane? So I figured the Bedouins in the desert, what did they wear? Lots of layers, all kinds of long robes and stuff and head wraps. So it's hot. Maybe I'll put on a long coat. makes me feel better. (sighs) I guess it gives you a reason to be hot. Yeah, those people say, aren't you hot in that long coat? And I say, I've been told as much. (laughs) I've always said that I like winter better than summer. Because in summer, you know, it's hot outside. You can only take off so many things, number one, before you get arrested. Yeah. Number two, before you get sunburns in some very uncomfortable places. Mm -hmm. And you're still hot. I mean, taking those things off does not make you any cooler. Exactly. But in the winter... If you're cold, you just add another layer, put some more on, snuggle under a blanket, and you can get warm, you know, much easier. Pretty now, that that didn't exactly work when it was negative 24 here once. Ouch. Where, where, now, I'm from eastern Canada, so it gets pretty cold in eastern Canada. It was, a, well, I'm in Texas, and so the fact that we got down that low was really weird. This was two Februarys ago. Uh-huh. But we did. Our wind chill was negative 24. Wow. And because the power company couldn't handle it, we were going through rolling blackouts. Oh, wow. And so there was a point in time where it was negative 24, and we did not have power for over six hours. Wow. Did you and so burn some furniture? What did you do? Um, we locked ourselves in the room with the smallest window, and we got all four of us in there, and we just got under blankets, and I tell you, when you've got, let's see, our kids are about to turn eight, so they were seven last year, six. When you've got two six-year-olds, they don't want to stay still. 
Mm. They don't care how cold it is. They want to be up and playing. And we couldn't let them up and play because they were they were going to be so cold. And so my husband, because we didn't have any gloves for them at the time, because let's face it, we don't usually get very cold here. Um, my husband took a sock and he made five little holes in the top so they could put their hands through and they could at least have something on the palm of their hands to try to keep their hands warm. <laughs> and so um, that's what we did. And what's ironic is we had an, we had a gas heater in our house, which the gas was still working. But our gas heater didn't work very well. It kind of just blew in one place. And so we didn't have it set up that year. We were just using some portable electric heaters. Right. And so it's kind of our fault that we were that cold. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it was it was horrible. And there are some people that only have electric heaters. And, you know, there were deaths. There were, you know, just, you know, the old and the young we were really worried about because it was just too cold. It was mm-hmm. not normal for this area. Wow. And we were not prepared for it. Yeah, see where I come from, the winter comes, it's going to get cold, you know, and so everybody has central heating, and but where I come from, you don't really have central air conditioning, so if it gets too hot oh. in the summer, then you have a problem. We don't have central air either, we actually just have swamp coolers, uh, which yes. it's because it's so dry here that the swamp coolers, you know, do a pretty good job, except when it's humid. Mm-hmm. If it's a humid heat, or if it's about to rain, our swamp coolers are just pushing hot air. I mean, that's all they're doing. And so we sit there and we're sweating and dying when we're uh, when we're humid. And, but if it actually does rain, it doesn't always when it threatens. But if it actually does rain, it does cool us down by about 10 degrees. So that's nice. But when we're over 100 and it's humid, we're dying. <laughs> so... Anyway, I thought that was really sweet that he popped a question with the things that she likes the most because she's a cow fanatic, and so he used a cow. That was really sweet. That was very – most of us would think it's crazy, but it means that he's conscious of her likes and dislikes, and he was willing to use her favorite things to ask her to marry him. That's really sweet. Now, it says in the article, it says provide a cow. Is that a business? Um, Let me see. They rent cows out for – Events and weddings, or <laughs> I don't know. I, I noticed that, but it's not a link. It's just a little. It's just a little quote there. Yeah. You can't click on it. Yeah, Mr. Evans, twenty-six, compact or contacted the organizers of South, the South England show to find someone willing to provide a cow. So uh-huh. he was asking for someone to, you know, right. donate a cow. And if you look at the picture real closely, you can see that someone's holding the bridle. Yeah. Uh, the, the animal would have to come with a handler. And yeah, and so, you know, it's not like they just dropped off the cow and left, it looks like. Very, she looks very surprised and impressed. Yes. Or yes. she looks like... And her hair is too cute. I like her hair. <laughs> but, and they said that they washed and clipped the cow to make sure it was, you know, clean and tidy, gave her a bath. And she's a show cow, so she's a good-looking cow anyway. But it's very cute. Okay, well... I want to thank you so much for joining me on my recording of... Oh my goodness, not another podcast. This morning. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you here. And so, um, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. And thank you, your wife, for her random comments <laughs> as well. And now you know the kind of stuff we talk about on this podcast. It's just, you know... It's very random, and one reason I do love to record this podcast is it's designed in such a way that we can go off on all sorts of tangents, 
And it's okay. We can always come back to the things that we've been talking about. So it's all good. I don't remember any tangents. Did we go off on tangents? Uh, no, we didn't go off on tangents. We did chase oh. a few rabbits. Right. Sweet. I'll work on tangents. We want those, though. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for the next time we come, you can have a tangent. Yeah. Something you're angry about. I was angry <laughs> about the lady with the car. The, the what? The lady with the baby in the car. Yes, I was yes. angry. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway, this was episode eight. As always, you guys know that you can find the websites that we all look at on the show notes and so i will leave the links on there just like always in case i accidentally forgot to mention them but i think it was pretty good this time i think i got them all um and i am in the process of making the intro i have several people who have provided their oh my goodness not another podcast recordings and I'm just hopefully going to wait on some more. And uh, the more I get in, the more unique I can make it. So let's just keep hoping. Send in those recordings to omgnap at gmail.com. And, you know, maybe you'll hear your voice on one of our intros. I just have to get it made. I'm hoping I can get it made before the 10th episode. That is my goal. So I have two more episodes to go. I'm not sure if we'll be recording next week because it is my anniversary and my children's eighth birthday. And so, yes, it's, we're very excited. We had our children, uh, when we had our children, the doctor looked at us and went, well, at least you can say you were married one year before we had kids. And I was like, <clears throat> it's been four. And she was like, oh. <laughs> so... Yeah, we just, it, it, let's just say that our children had better never forget our anniversary. And there's no way we can forget their birthday. It's one less date we have to keep. <laughs> it's both the same. I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. So, uh, bye. Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs>